The Pittsburgh Steelers are set to promote Terrell Austin to defensive coordinator. We'll talk about what led into that, what pushed the decision up, and what I think about the decision as Terrell Austin was the team's defensive backs coach over the past few seasons and where I think it sets the defense up for next season. It doesn't mean Terrell Austin's calling the plays. We'll talk about that in today's Locked On Steelers episode. But also, we have the Senior Bowl happen this weekend. I have some initial thoughts on, one, the quarterback play, because that's one position that a lot of Steelers fans are looking at. But we'll also look around at other positions, linebacker, the offensive line, defensive line, where some guys stood out and some guys that maybe have changed my perspective as whereas I think the Steelers could take some take some risk and take different shots at different positions that they'll need in the upcoming NFL draft. I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. We break all that down today and more. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Hit the like button if you're watching this video on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our daily content Monday through Friday. And today's episode is brought to you by GetUpside. Be sure to download the free GetUpside app on your phone, whether it's Apple or Google or any, or Amazon, any, anything else. But be sure to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you download the GetUpside app, and you'll get a 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank when you fill up we'll talk more about get upside a bit on the show but first of all we hope that you all had a happy weekend and that every you got to rest a little bit there was no nfl football on really the pro bowl uh we'll get into that later uh, but there was big news and it came out sunday morning uh jerry dulak of the pittsburgh post gazette was first on it saying that the steelers had kind of moved up the timetable on their talks with terrell austin the team's defensive backs coach for the past three seasons and now he is set in. He's in line to be announced today, Monday, uh, for to be the team's new defensive coordinator. Now, what pushed this timeline up was that Terrell Austin did interview with the Giants, and that interview kind of changed things a little bit because now it's saying like, "Oh, wait a second, are we about to lose this guy?" Um, and that that interview also brings into question what are the dynamics that Terrell Austin's about to about to be working with with he's when he's with the Steelers. Now, of course. This has been this has been corroborated. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN talked about this. So if you're watching this episode or listening to this episode in the morning, uh, you know, I'd expect that if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen the tweet go out by now, it probably has. It, it'll, it'll probably be out in like a, an hour or two after you listen to the show. Um, and if you're watching this late in the day, you probably have already seen it. So my initial thoughts on this are. We, and I've talked about this with Josh Taylor of, of KDK TV. He's been a recurring guest on the show. You know, I, I think I think there's a lot of people that try to hang up their their ideas about different coaching hires based on whether or not they're an internal hire or an external hire. And I'm just like, guys, that you know, that's not a real barometer. First of all, everyone at some point is an external hire. Terrell Austin had coached around the league for years as a defensive coordinator, as a secondary coach, as a guy who you know who was well known and well respected. And then he was brought to the organization to be the, the defensive backs coach um, in 2019. And then since then, has now worked with the team long enough, and now he's worked his way up to defensive coordinator. That's not a guy that they just like, you know, they 
took from being a, a trainer or a, a you know a guy who helped in the scout team and he just hung up with the team for 20 years and then got promoted that's not what this is this is you know hey this is a guy who worked his butt off who had a lot of respect from guys around the league and guys in the Steelers locker room you know if you're a Steelers fan and you're sitting there and you you, you know the, you you like the, the guy the, the the top dogs in the Steelers you like TJ Watt you like Cam Hayward you like Minka Fitzpatrick well Minka Fitzpatrick spoke out pretty strongly about his feelings about Terrell Austin and how he hopes that no one else picks up on how good this guy is. And I'm not saying that Terrell Austin's automatically just going to, you know, make this defense, you know, back into a top five unit in the league, the way it was the two years previous to 2021. But I am saying, I think those who are throwing out the possibility that they can turn things around with just a strong off season of a couple draft picks and some interesting free agent signings for the first time, this team has had some real money in free agency in a long time. I think anyone who's throwing out that possibility is uh, not tr- not trying to look at things objectively. Uh, but, you know, I think there's other interesting points that go into this is that now the question is also when it comes to Terrell Austin, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, does it really matter? And I had this discussion with D9 and Pietro of Channel 11, WPXI TV on this show two weeks ago about, you know, hiring new guys. And, you know, Dean was very adamant, you know, it doesn't matter what coordinator you hire if, if the coach is going to call the plays, if the head coach is going to call the plays. And it's, it's you know, it, one of the worst kept secrets. Everyone knows Mike Tomlin has called the plays on defense for a long time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And some people think it's bad. Some people think it's good. Some people don't care. I, I also don't think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be. There's plenty of coaches around the NFL that call plays for the offense or the defense, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, day, you know, in-game operations. And Mike Thomas has even said to us that we asked him in media availabilities where we, you know, we asked like, hey, do you suggest what plays you what, what plays you guys run? He said, I do more than suggest. And you know, that that's again, Andy Reid calls the plays for the Chiefs. Sean McPlay calls plays for the Rams. Um, Shanahan calls plays for the Niners. Uh, you know, it, it's you, you look across the league. There's a lot of coaches that do that. That's that's commonplace. But I do wonder if Terrell Austin, if there was some back and forth between him and the Steelers as far as what it was. Now, it might have been money. Money is a thing. It happens. You know, some guys are just trying they, they, hey, you know, coaching. They've been coaching a long time. They want to make sure that they're getting the right deals for themselves and their families. But it also could have been and someone else brought this up, the possibility that Terrell Austin, I believe it was Mark Caboli of The Athletic who brought this up, um, the possibility of. You know, what if Terrell Austin was doing this to fight for the ability to call plays? And, you know, and, and what if he was saying, yeah, I'm not sure, so committed yet because I want to be able to make this my defense and show that I can call plays so that, you know, if I wanted to, if, if, if we do well in a few years, I can ascend back into, the, you know, into the head coaching talks and get my shot to lead to lead a team. Maybe that's part of it. Again, that's pure speculation. We don't know. But it certainly would be interesting if Terrell Austin, you know, was able to see control from Mike Tomlin in that respect. But I also, again, and I made this point before, I don't think play defensive play calling has been a problem for the Steelers. Defensive play calling has been fine. Their problems where they break it down is that they just had serious attrition at the back end of seasons. You know, um, you know, you, when people point to, well, their defense is stunk in, in the in the playoffs. Well, Let's look at some of the defenses they've had in the playoffs. You know, the 2017 team against the Jaguars. We all knew that when Ryan Shazier went down, he was the thing that was holding that defense together. They were a top 10 unit when he was in there. One of the better defenses in the league. As soon as he came out, they were, you know, hovering around the 16th. They were right around the middle of the league. And they were very leaky. And they were trying to cover up so many weaknesses as soon as he left. 
Um, and then the same thing happened in 2020 when they made the playoffs and they, uh, and they, um, you know, they went up against the Browns. We saw all that second half of the season, but Dupree, Devin Bush, uh, you know, Joe Hayden, all those guys get, getting hurt. It led to a lot of problems. And then this past year, Stephon to Tyson, Alulu, the entire defensive line just crumbles and they become the worst rushing defense in the NFL. That wasn't from play calling. That's just from situation like, Hey, these injuries happened. These things didn't work. They still found ways to be good at other things. They still have led the NFL in sacks and, you know, and, and sacking the quarterback for five straight years. That's impressive. Um, and in some of those years they were, you know, they, they had insanely high turnover numbers, but, I think what's going to test Terrell Austin is if he can take the relationships that he built with the secondary, with guys like Minka Fitzpatrick, um, guys like Cameron Sutton, and stretch that on into the defensive front. And if if he if he can continue to build this defense, it's also going to be I think really predicated upon this defense getting a couple more playmakers in this offseason. I talked about this before in another episode. I think they need to go after a guy like a J.C. Jackson. It doesn't have to specifically be J.C. Jackson, but if you get my point, they need a top cornerback. To that that is in their prime you know i think akella witherspoon would be good i think i think that joe hayden you know if joe hayden could come back for the right number he'd be interesting um but you want you want a guy in his mid to late 20s who has experience who can come in take the go up against the top receiver every game and more often than not come out on top and i think if you can find that guy you put yourself in a really good position to get back to being one of those top defenses also of course with the the hanging case of Stefan to it, but there's a lot of variables to the Steelers situation that I think truly plays into what will happen with Terrell Austin. Either way, I think it's a smart move to move him up. He's been with the team. I've, I've listed my merits for, for several times in the show, but I'll do it again. If you, if you're new or if you, or if you forgot, it's important to have guys that have experience in the NFL. Terrell Austin has plenty of that. It's important to have a guy who knows and is trusted by the players around the locker room. Terrell Austin has that. And it's important to have a guy who knows what the Steelers organization is about, the ins and outs, knows how to work with the coaching staff. He's been there for three years, haven't heard any rumblings of any bad talk or anything, so he has that too. If anything, this makes a ton of sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether or not you wanted an external hire, if you wanted to go go sign Patrick Graham from the Giants or whoever else, and you know what, he might have been a fine hire too, but this does work for now. We'll see what Terrell Austin's legacy will be as defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the coming years. But talk about the players that have to start filling out this roster. We saw some of them maybe over the weekend in the senior bowl. We'll talk about the senior bowl. Of course, I'll also talk about the quarterbacks because we spent a lot of time talking about those quarterbacks on Friday with Jenna Harner. It was an it was an exciting Saturday. It was an exciting week in Mobile, Alabama. I'll give you my assessments on what I saw, what I've kind of taken back from some of the early film that I watch. I still always have to go back through things several times over before I start giving like my final reads on guys. But I do have different fits for the guys that I've seen highlights of and what they've done in their college football careers on top of what they did in the Senior Bowl. We'll break that down. In, ju in just a bit here, because I do think that that's a very intriguing part of uh, what's going to be part of this offseason as we get closer to the NFL Combine. Before, before we do all that, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar. It's the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year because I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bars. Have you tried the Puffs flavor? If you haven't, you're missing out on, on one of the Built of what Built Bar's best tasting Built Bars. 
Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. They have yummy, they're yummy, they're cinnamon, they're churro, coconut marsh, marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. And there's and there's going to be they're going to be your favorite as soon as you order them. And built, remember, built bars are covered in 100% cho real chocolate. Yes, the puffs included. They're also covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're low in calorie but high in protein. You can place your candy bars with these. For example, built bars contain just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and just four net carbs, but pack 17 grams of protein compared to the average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There's so many flavors to choose from. On top of all those puff flavors, you still got coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies of cream, salted caramel, double chocolate, minute brownie. There's so many flavors. Go to Belt.com right now to see all of those flavors and all their numbers with them. Check how many calories am I taking in my body with, with this flavor. You can look at all of that on Belt.com. When you go to Belt.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15 percent off at built.com back here on the locked on Steelers podcast I'm your host Chris Carter we just got done talking about the Terrell Austin hire um but let's talk a little about the little senior bowl you know what no no no, no. I'm, I'm sorry i forgot that was saturday what happened sunday was the pro bowl i'll give you my thoughts on the pro bowl real quick it sucks they need to stop doing it now let's move back to the senior bowl um because that's the real story of, of this whole weekend we, we get it it was fun oh, okay I'll, I'll i'll stop and say this about the pro bowl there was a really funny exchange that brian batko put out on video where he was taught the the steelers media that was that was in vegas for the pro bowl uh was talking to cam hayward and Cam Hayward's talking to them, and you just hear Najee Harris kind of in the background, and he doesn't realize that Cam Hayward's being interviewed and on camera, and you see Najee Harris on his phone, and he's talking, and he's like, yo, you try to hit the strip club? And then he sees cameras, he sees Cam Hayward on camera, and he's like, ooh, and he kind of walks away. That's a, it was a pretty funny moment, and Brian Bacco said that there were a lot of those moments in Vegas, so uh, there was there was that, so... Um, absolutely. Uh, that, that was the funny part, but I, I just think the pro bowl is dumb. I mean, I get it that you want to give the guys who were really good this year, something, but it's just a bad idea. Anyways, good idea is the senior bowl, because you get a lot of, you get a lot of great looks at some of the players here. Now let's go. I'm, I want to lead with the quarterbacks. I know I talked a lot about quarterbacks last week, but I know that's, that's a very important topic for a lot of our listeners. I get a lot of questions in our locked on Steelers, Facebook group on my Twitter and Instagram accounts at Carter critiques about the Steelers and you know the potential of take them taking a quarterback. And if you know me, you also know I've advocated that I'm like this isn't the year for them to jump out of their shoes to go get a quarterback. I you know if, if one falls to them at the right spot, fine, sure, take that guy. But I just I think that with all the other needs, this team needs a center, this team needs another linebacker, they need maybe needs another cornerback, maybe needs a defensive lineman, maybe needs an offensive tackle. There's a lot of different positions that they could address in the first round and get a really good player for, and not necessarily take a quarterback because I also think that there's a chance that. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks. There might be at least two or three quarterbacks to get taken before the Steelers even get to the podium. But let's talk about what happened in the in the Senior Bowl. Um, I'd say that the quarterback that I thought did the best was was uh, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. Threw two touch two touchdowns, four of six, sixty eight yards. I, I thought he looked the most composed when dealing with pressure. And I say the biggest winner of the Senior Bowl was all the defensive fronts because especially those first teams they were crushing everything in their paths and i mean i think everybody i think everybody but 
Desmond Ritter got sacked in this game. Carson Carson Strong didn't even get sacked to take that back. So everyone but but Desmond Ritter and Carson Strong got sacked in, in this game. And, and that was a testament to the, the pressure being generated up front by those defensive linemen. Um, I, I mean, Kenny Pickett, I thought he did what he needed to do essentially just to show that he's a good decision maker. He was the only guy who completed every single pass. He threw six for six, 89 yards, one touchdown did take a sack. Um, he had one ball that went 38 yards down the field. It was thrown a little low. Um, and uh, I thought that could have been better, but you know, when I would, when I was looking back over the film, I'm like, man, dang, he was under a lot of pressure for a lot of this, for a lot of his, and he only got two drives and nine plays and he was under pressure for a lot of those. What I've always said about Kenny Pickett is a guy who's covered Pitt, um, and I'm biased because I did graduate from Pitt's law school. But uh, you know, but I, I look at Kenny Pickett and I see the, what he t- brings to the table is the best decision maker, the guy that sees the field and handles that and handles situations the best um, and studies the game well. So I, I thought he continued to show that, but I, I still think that his biggest pr- problems is going to be his arm. As for other guys, Carson Strong didn't look his best. Um, you know, six of 11, 67 yards and a and a pick. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he still has a cannon on him, but he in the practices for the senior bowl week, it wasn't his best look. I think he kind of took a step back. Malik Willis, I thought showed off his athleticism for sure. There were a couple throws that he had that were just bombs, but you know, they weren't going to anybody he just showed off his arm talent. What really showed off was his legs. There were several bootlegs where he was able to make things work. There was a 27 yard run that he did where he kind of weaved around the defense and I got everyone excited. Uh, and that's fun and everything, but I, I do think that Malik Willis needs to show in the combine in you know, in a pro day in some form that he can throw down the field into passing windows against, you know, upper college talent because he played against Liberty. And I know that, that's not me saying that he can't do that, but I do think if he wants to cement his his place among those top quarterbacks this year, um, he's got he, he's need to, he's to prove to NFL scouts and NFL front offices that he can do that because for as much as Lamar Jackson took heat for that, Lamar Jackson played at Louisville. Like the guy went up against real division one talent top tier power five teams consistently and played very well um you know so i think malik willis is in a different spot when it comes to what he has to prove but um and and we didn't get to see much of that in this game because he didn't throw the ball downfield but again under siege with a lot of with a lot of pressure i thought sam howell he you know he had some okay moments but six of nine for 67 yards no touchdowns was sacked three times and had and fumbled twice um, you know, I, again, I'm not a big Sam Howell guy. I think he's, I think he's a, a tough Baker Mayfield type of dude, uh, without the circus, you know, if, if that guy's hanging around the second or third rounds and you feel like you've addressed all your other positions in free agency, maybe that's the guy you take, but I'm just not a big Sam Howell guy. We'll see how that plays out. And then Bailey Zappa, Western Kentucky through 62 touchdowns in the, in the college football season, um, eight of 13, 103 yards was sacked four times. Uh, not really. I mean, that that's a that's a much later pick in the draft. If you didn't get a quarterback, and you're like, yeah, we'll throw a rookie in the mix uh, with Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph and whatever veteran we sign in free agency. So that's my read on the quarterbacks. I feel like uh, there's this is still kind of what I was seeing before. If you get to 20 and no one's picked a quarterback yet, that's different because then it's the same reasoning that I gave for picking Najee Harris last year. I wasn't just all aboard Najee Harris train just because uh, he was Najee Harris and he was a running back. I was saying, I was predicting that he was going to be the first running back off the board and the Steelers were going to take him at that point. Um, because, you know, when you, it's better to take the best player at a position than the seventh or eighth best player at a different position, just because you think you need that position. Um, and I, I think, 
the Steelers are still in that mode right now. If, you know, if an offensive tackle, you know, there, there's not going to be, the Steelers aren't going to have the first offensive tackle off the board this year. There's three guys that are going to go really fast. We'll talk about them in a bit. Um, but, you know, if the fourth guy is there, maybe maybe you look at it. If Tyler Lindenbaum there is the center, if he if he's still on the board, you look at that. If Devin Lloyd, the, the linebacker, uh, you know, if, if he's on the board, maybe you take a look at that. Um, you know, there's different there's different guys where you, you, you say, hey, if one of those guys slips down to 20, maybe you take that move. But I would include quarterback in that, because if you could if you think that Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett is your guy and, you know, the Steelers have made have made no secret that they like both of those guys. If you think they're your guy and, you know, there's all the offensive linemen you want are off the board, the linebacker you want is off the board, the cornerback that you want is off the board, the, uh, the defensive line is off the board. Why not get the guy that you like? And instead of forcing that, unless you want to trade back and get more picks because you think you can get more guys. But there's guys who I think, in my opinion, that really stepped up, especially a linebacker that might have allowed the Steelers to push back, needing to go get a little. I do think they need to pair Devin Bush with a linebacker. I do think that there's merits to having two really good off ball inside linebackers. And Devin Bush needs to get back to where he was in 2019 and 28 and in 20 and 2020 before he got hurt. But uh, I do think he needs a partner, much like how Devin White and Levante David have played really well together in Tampa Bay. I think the Steelers would serve themselves right by giving themselves another athletic player, maybe a little bit more of a thumper, maybe a little bit more of a guy that can that could get up in, in offensive linemen's faces, shed blocks, and get after guys um, to kind of clear space for the faster Devin Bush. Uh, but there were some guys who really popped up that kind of caught my eye in the senior bowl. I want to talk about them and other guys, non-quarterbacks, that caught my eye in this game. So we'll do that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about Get Upside. Steelers fans, this is Chris Carter with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called Get Upside. Melissa's are making are, are, are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Be sure to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up, and you'll get cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the, the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your cash back on your first tank. Again, it's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the GetUpside app. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing to talk about my readouts on the Senior Bowl. Now, we talked about quarterbacks, uh, but there's other positions, of course, the Steelers do need to consider. And going over those, I, I do think that a center is, of course, a top need. Uh, Zion Johnson, we talked about him a little bit on Friday with Jenna Harner. He kind of stepped in as a converted center. He was a guard at Boston College. I know that they might freak. Steelers fans out they're like oh no god we just went through Kendrick Green why do you want to do that again I think Zion Johnson's a little different there but you know he's a guy that could be considered there if Tyler Lindenbaum is off the board it's very possible because there's a lot of teams that could use a center in the NFL right now but would they want to take one with their pick that early in the draft you know before the Steelers pick at 20 maybe maybe not Lindenbaum didn't play in the senior bowl so don't no need to ask about him but other positions that I thought were really interesting um, I, I thought that there were a, there were guys who really showed up in positive ways. Um, Travis Jones, a defensive tackle out of Connecticut, 
I, I was reading a lot about how his practices looked good. Then I saw videos of him at, at practice and he was throwing guys around. He was explosive. And I know some people are going to say, well, wait, why do you need that? Like, listen, if Stefan Tuitt's not going to be back or if he's going to need to still need to take time to get back and beat a beat a hundred percent or whatever, even if he's not, I think this team could use a supreme young defensive tackle who just crushes people's souls. And, uh, you know, that's what they had with Tuitt and Hayward in the early part of the 2000s and the 2010s when they started, when they drafted those guys, or not the 2010s, but the mid-2010s, because uh, Tuitt was drafted in 2014. But, you know, that's what they had when those guys started to come of age. You know, they, they had some beasts. And I do think they need to start considering the future of their defensive line because you do not want that group to crumble at any point in time. Um, but getting a Jordan Davis, uh, I think, or excuse me, Jordan Davis is the, is the Georgia guy. Travis Jones out of out of uh, Connecticut. Because Jordan Davis, he's going to be off the board before the Steelers pick. But Travis Jones might not be. And I think that he really showed off, really showed off in this, uh, in, in this senior bowl. Now, other guys, other guys that I thought showed off, um, there were some two. There were two linebackers in particular that I thought really surprised because I, like I'd seen some other stuff and I was kind of like, eh, okay. But uh, Jojo Jojo Demand, Jojo Demand, and Chad Muma. Now Jojo Demand's of Nebraska. Chad Muma's of Wyoming. Um, Jojo Demand, I, I find interesting because he helps in the, in the passing game a lot more. He helps. He uh, he helps there but he's also not afraid to work between the tackles. He's also not. And, and I think that the thing is the Steelers need to find that hybrid guy at linebacker that can pair with Devin Bush because you don't want, you don't just want to just draft another Vince Williams. And, and that's not to say anything bad about Vince Williams. He's a fine player, but there was a reason he was in the sixth round. Vince didn't have the, the range to move about the field. And both of these guys are, you know, a little bit more athletic. Now I will say Chad Muma, um, you know, he's 6'3", 240-ish pounds out of Wyoming. He's going to be more physical. I think that he is a, he's the kind of guy that can run a little bit quicker, move a little bit better between the boxes, uh, between the boxes and between tackle to tackle. But also, I, I saw some really good usage of his hands. He knows how to shed blockers. He knows how to engage blockers. He knows how to, how to, how to get after guys. That's what the Steelers need to help with the run defense to help fix things is a, is a person who can pair with Devin Bush and be the physical guy while he's being the guy that plays off a little bit. And then, and if you know, you know, Steelers linebacker terminology, there's always been the Mac and the Buck linebacker if they run three, four. Now the Steelers don't always run three, four anymore. It's not like the days of old in the two thousands when, you know, everyone ran, you know, seven man, seven, seven man fronts based with three linemen and four linebackers. But, you do need to have two guys off ball who can challenge that and play that role. Um, and having one who can be the guy that take that does the dirty work and takes on the offensive lineman, it goes in the hole and, and takes away the run, you know, in the middle while the other guy, linebacker is faster and kind of reads everything and goes sideline to sideline. That pair has proven useful before. And I still think it is in the NFL. Of course, having two guys who can do both, that that's great too. But you also got to be realistic. And, and the cool thing is about both Muma and Doman is that, uh, or Doman, excuse me. Um, but uh, but the, the cool thing about both of these guys, neither of these guys are getting drafted in the first round. These are second or third round picks at best. And these are guys that you're looking at. And this is why I'm thinking like, huh, you know what? 
Maybe if Devin Lloyd is there, you don't have to draft him because you got those two guys and not only them, but Christian Harris of Alabama, who I, I've had, uh, you know, a guy that I've looked at and said, like, you know what, I'm keeping a pin in him because I like Alabama linebackers a lot of times, especially if you can get them, you know, for good value. Um, you know, he's and, and not just Alabama linebackers, but guys who were leaders and understood what it meant to play, you know, in certain positions. And Christian Harris looks like the physical type of guy that could pair with the Devin Bush, help with the run a little bit more, while also being a guy who could be in the middle of the defense, understand calls and help keep every everyone on the same page. Um, so this the, the seeing those guys play brought me to the conclusion, you know what, you know, if we're looking at, you know, at the Steelers having 20 overall. And you have a chance because I, you know, I've been looking at the Kobe Deans of Georgia, Devin Lloyd of Utah. You see those two guys, you know, those are the two linebackers I think everyone has pegged this year. And I think the Steelers could use a linebacker. But if it's between them and maybe a Trevor Penning, who also had a really good week and I thought a really good game, um, you know, offensive tackle, he's a massive offensive tackle. He shows how nasty he is he'd be a guy that I might take over them because, you know, I'm like, you know what this, you know, you might be confident you can get one of those other linebackers to play really well in the second round and be a great value pick for the Steelers defense or, uh, you know, at, at that point. So I, I thought those were some of the other guys that really stood out. Um, there were, um, there were other guys that I thought were, uh, you know, were, were solid, uh, you know, up, you know, you know, on defense, you had Perry on Winfrey, who I thought, did, you know, was able to do some dam- damage. Everyone was talking about Boye Mafe. Um, you know, he was getting after it in the pass rush, um, and you know, being able to being able to get after the quarterback. Uh, but I, I don't think I don't see the Steelers needing as much pass rushers this year as much as they need to bulk up on the defensive front with guys who are going to help stuff the run. Um, and if you're a if you're an interior defensive lineman and you can stuff the run and rush the passer, sign me up. Which is again Travis Jones, why he's the guy that jumped off and jumped off the page from. Um, but you know, I, I'm I was looking at those guys, and if the Steelers can get those guys and return to stopping the run while Alex Highsmith continues to grow in the positive way that he does, TJ Watt continues to be who he is. You still got Cam Hayward, maybe you get Stephon Tuitt back. Then all of a sudden, that four-man front with maybe another defensive tackle, maybe another, maybe a Devin Bush who's you know at least better than he was in 2021 with maybe a full year to recover from his ACL injury, and maybe another linebacker that pairs with him that's pretty athletic and helps against the run a little bit more. Then all of a sudden, you're not giving up the most rushing yards in the NFL. Maybe you're better back to being one of the better rushing defenses in the NFL, and then in turn, you're putting a lot more pressure on quarterbacks to have to win the game on their own without a balanced offense, which gives those pass rushers a lot more opportunity as well as that secondary who we also expect the Steelers to invest in a bit in this offseason and build from. So again, this ties back to Terrell Austin. What will his legacy be? I think a lot of it's going to be going to depend on who are some of the guys that they continue to put together because this team, this defense has all-stars. DJ Watts, a superstar. We'll see if he gets defensive player of the year. Uh, I believe this upcoming weekend. Uh, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick and all a superstar. Cam Hayward, a superstar. I think, Stephon Tewitt, if he can get healthy again, if he can get back to football, I think he has potential to be a superstar. They got 11 sacks, uh, uh, you know, back in 2020. And if you can get all those guys firing as well as Devin Bush back and, you know, maybe you pay for a top flight corner and then you get some other glue pieces, you know, they don't have to be superstars, but if they're just talented guys who, you know, fit good roles and know, know their jobs and do their jobs well, you could have the makings of an elite defense again. And if we're talking elite defense again, that takes all that pressure off the offense to have to be some superstar group with a new quarterback, whether it's going to be Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins or Josh Dobbs or Desmond Ritter, or Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, who cares? You have a great defense 
and maybe if you beat up that offensive line, Najee Harris is getting going, you have a semblance of a team that can compete in 2022. That's all we have for you today here on the Senior Bowl and to the hiring of Terrell Austin. We'll be here all week, though, on the Locked On Steelers podcast. As usual, be sure to subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please, please, please hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button on this video. Subscribe to our channel for all of our daily content. If you want to help us out, go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review with a positive comment, and if you do those at the same time, you will get a special shout out at the end of the show. We're gonna take we're we're gonna do, end this today's show, but we will be back tomorrow. Uh, Tony Strino won't be able to be on, unfortunately. Tony's got some work things that he's got to take care of, but we will be still going hard for you on the Pittsburgh Steelers, talking all new topics, keeping you ready throughout the week. And you know, as the week winds down, we will start peeking at the Super Bowl because there is an AFC North. Uh, division rival in the Cincinnati Bengals playing. And I know a lot of Steelers fans are going to have their eyes on that, but don't worry. We've got a long week ahead of us to talk all about it. I'm Chris Carter, Blocked on Steelers podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Be back on your screens and in your ears very soon.